Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. Hello everyone and welcome to Stem Cells at Lunch Digested. I'm Jessica Sells and I'm the Public Engagement Officer at the CSCRM and uh, we are joined today for a special episode by the Wellcome Trust Cell Therapies and Regenerative Medicine four-year PhD programme uh, 2018 cohort. And they're going to be talking to us today about their experience co-writing a review for stem cell reports. Um, so I think first of all we'll just go around the room and everybody say who you are and introduce yourselves. I'm Federica. Um, right now in my third rotation I'm working in the Liberum lab and um, we're trying to establish an IPSC derived model for epilepsy. Great. I'm Jana, I'm currently in John Mayer's lab uh, in my third rotation and I'm working on generating CAR T-cells for solid tumours. Hi everyone, I'm Prudence and similarly I'm on my third rotation. I'm working with uh, Peter Gommel first right now and we are trying to differentiate IPSC into dendritic cells. Hi everyone, I'm Thea, I'm also on my third rotation. I'm working in Marika Sharalambo's lab, um, working on the imprint of gene network. Hi, I'm Vlad. I'm currently working with Giovanna Lombardi and Cristiano Scotta on regulatory T-cells in the context of autoimmunity. So we're here to talk about your co-written review. Um, why did you co-write it? Um, well, it's, uh, it's been a sort of practice that the other co-writers have done, um, so the co-writers 2016 and 17. And I think back then Fiona was offered to write a review for a journal and she thought it would be a good experience for the six PhD students to write it together, to have experience of writing a review and being co-first authors on it. Um, I think this year was a bit different. She asked us to think of different ideas and pitch different ideas that we um, that we liked, that we wanted to talk about. And um, so we pitched them to her and she pitched them to the journal. And um, so in the end, we started writing about quiescence. Um, and the mechanisms that regulate it in stem cells. So could you uh, explain what cell quiescence is? So basically cell quiescence is like you're on pause. The stem cell is basically meditating and thinking <laughs> what's going on, why? Um, let's, it's basically establish a reserve in your body so that whenever you have any trauma such as um, injury or something then these stem cells can then further differentiate and help you really repair your um, trauma or tissue. So it's a reversible um, cell cycle arrest exactly. so they get they stop dividing and proliferating until they get activated by these intrinsic and extrinsic cues to then begin proliferating again they can replace any damaged tissue or or any cells lost due to homeostasis. Yeah. So it's having a, a nice little rest, a little yeah. nap, exactly. a phase, until <laughs> it's being called into action. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's cool. And um, why did you want to focus on this topic? So basically, the the way we decide to pick a topic is based on poor reading in the really recent papers, and we realised a lot of papers is actually a, like focusing on quiescence in stem cells so in the end the paper think it's quite relevant to the current field so they decide to pick that topic so it's quite a popular one. one at the moment yeah. in a lot of research being done on it at the moment okay, yeah. okay great so can you kind of sum up 
the review or the outcomes of the review in like a bite-sized chunk for our listeners? Um, yes, so in our review we first introduced what uh, stem cell quiescence is and how it's regulated. Um, it's regulated by um, extrinsic signals such as um, the microenvironment in which the stem cells uh, reside and as well as uh, intrinsic pathways that get activated in order to maintain the quiescence or activate the stem cell to escape quiescence. And um, the last section of our review, we focus on how we can modulate um, quiescence for therapeutic purposes. Okay, so have you got any thoughts or um, how these therapies can be used? So, for example, how the public would be affected by studying cell quiescence? Um, sure. So if, if we can find a... So by understanding how quiescence work, we can think about how we can act on it so that in case of um, an injury of, or a degenerative condition, you can activate the quiescent stem cell pool, so on, on, the, on, on your request, basically, yeah. so that it can uh, re-enter the proliferative state and repair the So is that tissue. cells that are already in the body and yes, activating them, exactly. then, not cells that are being uh, administered? Exactly. Okay. But also, alternatively, we looked at um, locking cells into this quiescent state. So, for example, in cancer, some tumours have cancer stem cells, well, most of them do, within them. And uh, by trying to lock them in quiescence, we would stop them from proliferating, so mm -hmm. preventing cancer growth. Okay. So That's we looked cool. at both locking in and locking out mechanisms. Yes. So this is going to be released in a special edition of Stem Cell Re Reports. Uh, which is being linked with the International Society of Stem Cell Researchers 2019 conference happening in June. Um, can you tell us a bit more about that? Uh, well, I guess it's great publicity for our paper to be in this special edition um, and the fact that I think it will be printed in the uh, journal that will be in hard copy at the conference um, is super great. It's a shame we can't be there, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think it will greatly help raise the profile and the topic. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, and get your names out there. Yeah. How did you actually find the process of co-writing and how did you approach it and you know, how did you decide who did what? I think it was um, kind of an interesting experience for, for all of us. Um, so when Fiona uh, approached us and said, uh, talked about the idea to write a review together, we um, met together and did a little bit of reading and then to, to identify potential topics that are interesting for us. Um, and once we had them all together, we, we basically just took a vote on the, the, our favorite three and forwarded it to Fiona, and she eventually pitched to the journal. And the journal pointed out, okay, the, the, the most interesting topic for us would be quiescence in this case. And, um, yeah, that seems like a nice, fair way of doing it, because everybody has an input and then everybody votes, which, which is quite nice. In terms of actually writing the sections after you've decided subject, how did you like, How did you know who would write what part? So we all kind of sat down and thought, well, what do we want to be included in this review in on the topic of quiescence? Um, and then we kind of split them up fairly quickly as yeah. well. Yeah. I think it helped uh, a lot to... Um, uh, to decide quickly. You know? I think yeah, it avoid overlapping as well. Yeah. So, so some everyone has their own niche in a sense. Each of us basically chose a sub subsection to write, um, which made it easier so that we could focus only on a more restricted um, 
section. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we all went away and wrote our little sections and came back and tried to put it all together into one cohesive story, which was less easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it did involve a lot of editing and making it sound coherent because I think everyone has different writing styles and um, things that they yeah. find important that they want to include and I think it was a bit difficult to choose exactly what we wanted in each section because different people find different things more important. I think we were also lucky that Fiona stepped in a couple of times to, to point us in the right direction because mm -hmm. obviously when you spend um, weeks on, on, on writing and then you're kind of a little bit attached to, to what you found and put together it's, it's hard to say like okay I'm gonna like cross this one out it's just not relevant enough. How long did the process take from you know decision of subjects to writing and then editing? So I think we started Fiona we met with Fiona the first time I think uh, last year in December. November December mm -hmm. and then we then we started uh, for I think a couple of weeks to, to gather ideas and, and to, to work out like a preliminary simple structure that we can forward to her. I think um, by the end of December uh, we all were kind of set on quiescence and um, structured the review and I think everyone started reading uh, or writing the, the first parts for the respective sections. I think we sent in our first version to the journal in early April or something Yeah, like yeah. I think overall about five months maybe. Yeah. The whole process. Yeah, the whole, the whole process. process. Yeah. That's really that's really quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think quick. Fiona was saying that she doesn't usually rush things like this, but I think mm -hmm. we were under a bit of pressure because we wanted to make it into this special June edition, mm -hmm. um, which we did eventually. So well done. It was a good process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got there in the end. Yeah. yeah. Two days before the deadline. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. What do you think worked well and what didn't work well? Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's not that easy to answer, I think, but. Um, what worked well is definitely how we split up the topics quite quickly. Um, what didn't work so well is uh, that we didn't fully define certain topics we want to include, uh, what resulted in a lot of changes. And so we, we had an idea that... Yeah, I think yeah, it was also that in the beginning we were each interested in different things, so the first draft sounded more like we were just listing a bunch of facts, and mm -hmm. I think what was hard was to make it more into a story and to explain yeah. things well enough. Well, I guess when, you when you're reading up about something, you're like, oh, that's really cool, that's really interesting, yeah. you want to, you want to, to include throw everything. that down. Yeah. Yeah. I think I spent a lot of time in, in this as well, so I actually quite enjoyed the reading and the, the topic. Um, and I found like a few controversies within the field where different labs had um, contradicting findings and for me it was really interesting so I read up on this and, and I wrote this actually in the section but eventually all of it got uh, <laughs> crossed out in the end because it wasn't just uh, it didn't help to bring the, the story across in the, in the review yeah yeah I mean when you put in so much effort to kind of research you want to put in as much as you can but really you don't want to do that because like you say you don't create a, a good enough story yeah. we were also limited by the uh, word limits <laughs> I think the most difficult part was definitely putting it all together to make it sound cohesive. Yeah, editing. And, and, <laughs> and then uh, cutting out sections. <laughs> into the word limits, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so how, how far over the word limit were you? About... Um, in characters. 150% over. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> really keen there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and double the references that we were allowed. Yeah. So that was 
hard yeah. to cut them all. I think it took, a, took a couple of attempts to actually go yeah. down within yeah. the character limit. I think initially uh, with the 200, then we cut down and we were still like 150. Mm -hmm. yeah. In the end, you just be, have to be brutal. Exactly. But yeah, no, excellent practice. Yeah. And so finally, do you have any like top tips um, for the next cohort on how they should write their review? Start early. <laughs> yeah, like Vlad said previously, get your um, like definitions of each section yeah. um, down as well as you can before you start writing so no one gets confused or writes things that aren't relevant. Um, yeah, and I think arrange enough meetings with each other but also with the person who's writing it with you. So I think we, ha we have Fiona until now, but next year I think it's going to be Francesca Spagnola. Okay. So just to try and arrange as many meetings as they can because she's obviously uh, probably busy as well. <laughs> yeah, um, lock them down in advance. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. It's pre-planning, pre isn't it? Yeah. And Dropbox has been our saviour. Yeah. Yes. We have and so much on Dropbox right yeah. now. It's crazy. <laughs> Makes it a lot easier for writing everything. Yeah, absolutely. Keeping track. Yeah. And I think it's also important to, to start with a lot of reading to actually get a good overview of the, uh, over the field, and not only in their own sub, uh, subtopic, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. also like what the others might be writing, because in the end, the, uh, the, the pathways and, and every, uh, the mechanisms and the uh, stem cell crescents are quite oh, connected. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to each have your own story. No, no, yeah, that's the same. I think yeah. that having a very good plan defined at the beginning yeah. is probably the best advice we can give. We didn't. Yeah. <laughs> we, had a, we tried. We had an okay yeah. plan. Yeah. We didn't have an excellent plan. Yeah. So the more the more you can plan and define at the beginning, the easier, the easier it is to actually... But you don't it. know that until you're in it anyway. No. So, yeah. Yeah. The more the, you know, you think your plan's like planned enough. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, well, no, I didn't plan for nothing. <laughs> Um, okay, well, thank you so much for uh, sharing your experience and, um, yeah, we look forward to reading it in the hard copy. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs>